Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Set this up for me, Caleb. Tennessee has nothing to lose against Georgia. And we get Josh's thoughts. So, Josh, I want to know if your thoughts on the state of the Tennessee program may be where the players are right now, or if you think this is the state of the Tennessee program, which is this. Does it really matter if Tennessee finishes the season eight and five, losing to Georgia and losing a bowl game, or if they finish the season 10 and three? I know people say recruiting, but given the fact that we all know what's happening next year, we all know that Nico Iamaliava, the quarterback created in a lab to run Josh Heifel's offense, basically will start the season next year. And it, and it's like, it's almost as sure of a bet as it was when Clemson entered 2015 with Deshaun Watson at quarterback or when Florida entered 2007 with Tim Tebow starting at quarterback. Because of that, does it really matter what happens the rest of the year for Tennessee? Is there any really, is there any reason to even care? <laughs> well, so are you asking based on how it will affect next season? Yes. And recruiting in the all season and everything like that. Yeah, including all of that, uh, I would say definitely. This is a huge recruiting weekend. If Tennessee beats Georgia with those recruits on campus, I, I don't think recruits typically pick a school based on the result of one game. But if you have Jordan Seaton and Kai Bates uh, and a few others see Tennessee beat the number one team in the country and Tennessee gets the headline afterward, Tennessee ends Georgia's winning streak and they get back-to-back 10-win seasons, that helps in recruiting. That helps in the transfer portal, which is going to be vital to get the players necessary to help Nico have success next season. Uh, the mood of the program, uh, I think one of the challenges Josh Heupel will face if they lose Saturday and they're 8-5 and five in this scenario of the question is, okay, people aren't going to be happy about it. How does a head coach deal when adversity hits? It's easy when everybody loves you and nobody's questioning what you're doing. It's hard when people start to wonder, okay, did you have luck? Did you win with the previous coaches' players? This season was disappointing. Next season better not be. Makes the offseason a little bit tougher. If Tennessee beats Georgia, 
there, there will be some, oh, well, what happened at Missouri and Florida? I get that. But overall, the fan base will be thrilled if they've beaten Georgia, if in back-to-back seasons he has ended the losing streak against Nick Saban and then against Georgia, and they win 10 games back-to-back seasons for the first time in so long. Uh, yeah, I think that would mean a ton. Does it Does it have a huge impact on what they're capable of doing next season? Not necessarily, but I think it does help with the personnel they can have on next year's team, and they'd much rather find out what that personnel would be after a 10-win season versus after 8-5. and five. Yeah, and to Caleb's point, I mean, obviously an upset would be huge, and, and we're not the players, we're not the coaches. We can look at it realistic. They want to go out there and win, and anything else would be a disappointment. But as far as the growth of a program, if you hang tight, with Georgia, if this is a four-point game, Josh, it almost feels like a win. And 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 some in some. Oh, are you on moral victory mode here? I do, I'm a champion of life. I am a champion of life. Yeah. So perhaps I. I mean, really, when you look at it at the end of the day, let's say this was a last-second Georgia comeback, then mm-hmm. you would at least go to prospects playing the recruiting game and say, you know, Tennessee's on par with Georgia. Yeah, um, sure. Tennessee could sell that. Um, I do think a huge part of this game is how does Tennessee play? Uh, just like you know, losing to Florida, Missouri, it's not that bad. Losing to them by a combined 42 points, that's right. really bad. So how does Tennessee respond after an ugly showing at Missouri? If Tennessee loses this week in a bad way, if it's halftime and fans are checking out, that is a lot worse than if Tennessee loses – in a game that they have a shot to win in the fourth quarter. Uh, but I just, I just think there is a lot that can be gained from winning this game in the future. I, I think the, how does a coach deal with uh, frustrated fans and negative talk? I think that's a, a real thing. I think we've seen previous Tennessee coaches, well, I don't think we're as good as Josh Heupel at, at coaching and building and a lot of things, but uh, we saw how pressure affected them. We, we see that all over the country. It's not just a Tennessee thing. That's a big time college football deal. And uh, it's much easier when you're winning to avoid that than if you're losing to try to figure out how to deal with it. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family no purchase necessary vgw group void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply Josh, on that note, I wonder how you think, because we haven't seen it yet. How do you think Josh Heifel will respond if Tennessee goes eight and five at next year's SEC media day? Do you think he'd pull a Butch Jones and not the champions of life stuff, but do you think he would pull a Butch Jones where <laughs> he would oversell what Tennessee did? 
the year was like, you guys don't even understand how great what we did last year was relative to program history. It was just amazing. Or would he come out and say, this isn't the standard we want to play yet. We expect to be better this year. Or would he just push Elijah Herring onto a helmet? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I uh, I think Josh Heupel would talk about the standard because I think that's real. Like, he did, like Butch Jones, I think, reached a point where he felt like he wasn't appreciated enough for what he had done. I don't think Josh Heupel would have that feeling going into next year. I, there still would be, you know, like to your side of the conversation, Caleb, the transition to Nico will create excitement. There will be optimism about what he's able to do. But um, I, I like to me, the bigger deal is what does he have around him? What does the offensive line look like? Uh, we'll see who comes back. There's this extra eligibility the number of guys have. But, you know, even with that, if they don't look good on Saturday and they're eight and five, there might be some players that announce they're coming back that a lot of fan reaction will be. Okay, well, why is it going to be different next year if you were the leaders of this year's team? So that's another reason that if you beat Georgia, you, you have this belief that will exist. But uh, asking about media days or the offseason conversation, I think Josh Heupel will continue to push that he expects Tennessee to compete for championships, not to go win eight or nine or even ten games in the regular season. He'll be proud about what they've accomplished, but he will talk about expecting more next season if eight and four, eight and five is the result this season. Smoky Mountain Red says brick by brick, and I say amen, brother. N always brick by brick. From what you hear on your show, you you take phone calls, uh, you 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 talk in the community. Um, did you, do you think that Tennessee's fan base is down to the point where I see social media tickets are on sale left and right? What is a worst case percentage? of Georgia fans that could be in Neyland stadium. And I know this is eyeball test, but is it 10%, 20%, 30%? Does it get anywhere close to the Alabama game in Philip Fulmer's last year where I felt like it was 50, 50 or 60, 40 Alabama. Hmm. Uh, well, first of all, this is a good Jimmy Himes question. He's much better at predicting is, and definitely breaking this down. For those that don't know, he can tell you exactly the exact number of how many people are in the stands. Yep. Um, he, he has mastered it. That's not an exaggeration. Uh, I mean, 20%, I mean, we're talking 20,000 plus Georgia fans at Neyland stadium. That would be bad. Anything above that's awful. So I mean, the number one team's coming to Neyland stadium and Tennessee hasn't lost at home in two years to Georgia. Like fans should be excited about this game, right? This is a, a big game or at least excited about the, the hope we let off Tennessee's a 10 point underdog. They're not 24 point dogs like they were against George and Bama for so many years where the whole week was, Oh my gosh. Like maybe that ends up happening. And if that's the case, feel free to freak out and say whatever you want to afterward. But like th this is a legitimate opportunity for Tennessee, not a, not an easy one, but it's not supposed to be easy when the number one team in the country is coming in. So surely to goodness, it's not 20% plus Georgia fans in Eagle stadium. That would be a bad look for Tennessee. Josh, I shared a story about Mike and I covering the Cotton Bowl, Mike Griffith and I covering the Cotton Bowl, where we went to some mystery bar in the middle of the night, and we were the only Caucasians there. Not that that's bad, but it was a Hispanic bar, and I think they took uh, exception to the fact that maybe we were trying to pick up their women, and uh, some guy showed me his knife, which I thought was a uh, kind of a, you know, uh, a suggestion to leave. Uh, any road stories you want to share from me and you being on the road? Well, I, I don't know if anything comes to mind. <laughs> Do you want to wait for next week? 
Yeah, 2001 Atlanta, I think, will always stand out. 2001 Atlanta, the SEC title game. Pre-cell phone era. It's a story that uh, it doesn't even make any sense anymore that we couldn't get in touch with each other. And uh, I was a, a 16-year-old, not even intern. I, I wasn't even supposed to be working there. <laughs> Violations no. were taking place uh, with, with labor laws. But, uh, yeah, uh, we got separated. Uh, I thought that it would uh, terminate my internship at the time with the radio station. But here I am 22 years later, still employed uh, with Cumulus Knoxville. So, yeah, that one would stand out. 2001 Atlanta, Tennessee's loss to LSU, costing you a trip to Pasadena. Josh was such a go-getter that he wanted to go, so I called his mom and told him everything would be all right. And then it occurred to me when I lost Josh after the game, I've lost a minor. And I yeah, remember looking yeah. at my it's phone Legitimately thinking, problematic, yeah. Yeah, legitimately like this is a felony. And I look at my phone, I've got, I've got to call his mom. And I was just about to dial the number, and I made one last check and look in the hotel room and Thank God. There yeah, I was, was hanging out there with John Wilkerson, uh, by the way, second reference of the show. And it it's not his fault. I'm big on accountability. So you, you accept action. But if I hadn't ran into Jimmy Himes in the elevator on the way down from the Georgia Dome and he hadn't uh, given me an idea of where you were going and where I should go, then uh, it could have been avoided. So not placing blame, just adding context. It was on high. I'm, I'm, I'm sure that at, I was sure at that point that Josh had developed a heroin habit and was out with a bunch of strippers at the Pink Pony or something crazy. I did end up on a uh, on a party bus of uh, it wasn't a party bus, but it was like a like the T, you know, whatever. It was public transportation and a bunch of LSU fans end up on the bus and they're celebrating. They're all in a good mood and having a big time. You know how LSU fans can be anyway. And uh, they're like, where are you from? And I was like, oh, I don't, you know, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Not fair yet. <laughs> All right. Josh, be good, man. You know we love you. Great column. Yeah, appreciate it. Thanks a lot. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.